amazing start to your week. Happy Monday. I am excited to be here with you and chatting with you. Um, we have an awesome uh, chat today all about um, your fight. So if you are just joining us for the first time in the group, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. If you've been here for a while, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. If you've been here for a while, you know that I'm back in my room, which means I can sit again. Um, I had ACL surgery in December, which seems like a lifetime ago, but also just yesterday. And my um, brace was able to be removed and I was able to bend my leg and actually sit at my desk. And sometimes it's those little things that make the biggest difference, right? <laughs> and just to be back in my room doing my thing, I'm super excited about it. So we are going to start off um, with prayer, but I want to remind us that we are doing um, our foundational February. So hello, everybody. I'm reading comments on my um, phone. I know I am very happy I can sit again too. <laughs> um, we're talking about foundational things this February, things that you can change right now, today, to better not only your health, but get closer in your faith at the same time. So we are going to open up in prayer. As always, if there is anything that you need prayer on, drop an emoji in the chat. We are here to pray for you. If you want to share what you would like to pray about, please let us know. We are here for that too. My microphone is like, we haven't worked in a month. We forget how to stand up. <laughs> so we're doing that. Um, for all my 28-day methodized uh, reset ladies, I've got my smoothie. I told you this morning I was making it. It's in here. I'm drinking it. You'll see me drinking that. So you're not alone. I'm on the journey with you. I'm never going to tell you to do something that I myself don't do. So if you need prayer, like I said, comment below and let us know. You don't have to share it. You can just drop an emoji God knows all things. And if you do feel like sharing it and want extra prayer, we can do that too. So Father, I just come to you today. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the small things. And Lord, as we talk about foundational changes that we can make in our health and to get closer to you, I just want us to remember that you are at the cornerstone of everything that we do. Thank you for the breath that you put into our lungs. Thank you for the ability to sit. Thank you for the ability to put on shoes and pants and shirts and, and do all these things. Thank you for the ability to parent our children, to watch our grandchildren go for some of us. And Lord, I just ask today that we remember the foundational truths of what you did for us, that you atoned our sins, that you took our punishment on that cross. Lord, help us to lay down any anxieties or fears that we have at your feet, because Lord, you paid the price for that. You defeated death. You defeated evil, and we have nothing to fear. Father, help us foundationally to grow our faith each and every day closer to you, knowing and remembering that we don't have to conquer it all because you already did. Lord, we love you. We ask for your healing, your peace, your comfort, your stretching, your moving for these women who you know uh, their exact situation 
that you help them to do exactly what they need to do next. And we thank you for the help and the ability to watch and tune in together. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. And in Jesus name, we pray. Amen. So I'm going live on Zoom now, if you haven't noticed, because Facebook doesn't like me to go live in my group anymore. And instead of settling for Facebook controlling our life, I made a detour. <laughs> so maybe that's something, maybe that's a word for you right there. Maybe there was one closed door that happened for you, maybe last year, maybe it's been years in the making, but you had a closed door moment. And instead of just trying to get through that door, you just need to pivot and make a different way. So if that is you, and that's a word for you, I'm, I'm glad. All right, we are going to go to our fight. I'm gonna pull up my notes because if I don't, you know me, I will tangent on. We're talking about your fight. And a lot of people um, will go, what are you talking about? You know, how is this a foundational thing? Heather, we talked about fitness last week and now we're in our fight. Are you just looking to get back in the ring? <laughs> and fight more martial arts. No, uh, although I am, I'm, I'm ready for that. I'm talking about this fight that happens here and the fight that you put your body through each and every day when you eat, when you think, when you move. Um, I want you to think about all of that. Um, I'm just seeing these comments go through. Good morning, Jennifer. I am feeling good. Um, Jackie, absolutely praying for you and Rebecca and Amy, all looking for prayers as well. So we're going to talk about the fight that we put our bodies through. And I want you to think about your intestines and your mind a little bit in a different way, not just as, you know, this thing that you take for granted, and that's always going to be there and your heart's always going to be and your lungs are always going to be fine and your liver and your kidneys and your colon and all of this is just going to be fine regardless of what you do. What you do to it daily causes it to be in a fight each day. And this is through so much. This is through environmental factors. This is through what you feed yourself. This is through what you think in your mind and the added stress that you put on your body. And I want to talk to you about how your body is constantly talking to you. This is the foundational change in this fight is that your body is constantly telling you what it needs, what it needs to do more of, what it needs to do less of, but we ignore it for so long or push down these cravings, right? That's what the world will tell you to do. Just ignore it, drink some water, have a smoothie, just ignore the craving, it will go away. And then we start to do that with our mind and our thoughts, just ignore it, don't worry about it, push it down, show everybody a smile, perfectly fine, everything's good. And we put our body through this fight. And it's a fight that we got into because we ignored the signs. And we can do this in our faith too. When we're not spending enough time in the word and then we're like, where's God? He's not saying I left you. He's here. He's been here. We're the ones distracted by other things that we start to lose the intuition to hear from the spirit. 
it's speaking to you always. But have you ignored it for so long that you don't even recognize its voice anymore? You don't recognize the promptings anymore. You can't tell the difference between the enemy's prompting and the spirit's prompting in your life. And I'm saying this because I've been there, right? Because I know what that's like to say, the word's not here. Like he forgot about me clearly and they forgot about me and no one cares about me. And you say all these things all these lies that the enemy is telling you are becoming your reality. You're putting your mind through this fight because the warning signs that came up, we ignored and pushed down. Instead of having a solid foundation of Jesus as cornerstone, we have pushed down these feelings, emotions, cravings, little things each day. We've pushed them down so hard that that's our foundation now. We have this level of just soot. Have you ever, um, probably most of you haven't lived through a tornado or a fire, unless you're in you know, California or Hawaii, uh, not a tornado, a volcano. But if you see the soot, like something erupts, right? You've seen it on the videos or you've watched the nature documentaries. The thing erupts and the fire goes and the damage comes obviously on the volcano, but people typically aren't around it. It comes miles later with the soot that just becomes this new foundation of ground. And instead of us saying, this is soot and this is not good, I need to dust this off, like we would do with our cars, like we would do with our homes, like if soot and dust got on our furniture, we would clean it off. When it's our body, we just kind of leave it there and pack it down. And it becomes this packed hard layer. And it happens with snow too. I've lived in, I know I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina now, but I'm in, I'm born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts, lived there for 30 years. I know what happens when you don't clear that layer of ice before the snow. Or when you don't clear the snow before the ice, it becomes this new packed foundation that's slippery, that's gross, gets really dirty, that's hard to drive over, that's hard to maneuver because we didn't take the time to like separate the soot and the ice and the snow or the ash that was falling down. We just continue to pack it down and pack it down and pack it down until that became our new foundation. I'm challenging you today to take a layer of that soot up and start getting to the root of what's going on. Your cravings are not bad. Stop telling yourself that. The world is telling you, you craving sugar is bad. It's not. Your body's telling you, you need some fruit. We just associate sugar with candy because that's what the world does. And that's what we were taught. Oh, I want something sweet. I need some chocolate, some caramel and some peanut butter and chocolate chips. No, your body needs fruit. It needs that instant sucrose for that burst of energy. You're tired. So it needs that sugar. Oh, I crave carbs. Ugh! And I pushed it down and I went keto. Your body needs carbs because that's the main source of energy for your body. It doesn't want a Big Mac. It wants whole grains that were put here 
from the beginning of time for us to eat. Jesus literally told you to break bread and eat with him and to remember him. Break the bread, ladies. Eat the bread. It just doesn't have to be this whole processed, messed up bread that the world's made it into. It can be sourdough. <laughs> you know, like you can make those small changes. Stop trying to suppress these feelings that are natural and that God gave us to beat up your body and go, nah, it's going to ignore that. I'm going to deal with that later. Same thing with your emotions. Ah, I don't need to deal with that. You know, um, I'll come to this. I'll come back to that. I'm going to put a tab in that and come back to it later. You're never coming back to that. Let's be real. If there's a confrontation you need to have some with someone and you're not confrontational, there's a serious discussion you need to have with someone and you don't like confrontation, you're putting your body through a fight that it doesn't need to go to. You just need to have the conversation. Like take that step forward, move that soot off. You're in a financial situation that you shouldn't be in. Let's figure out like, all right, do I need to talk to a financial person? How did I get, get here? What soot have I pushed down or what trauma have I been using my credit card to heal instead of the spirit to heal, right? And we do that with our exercise too. You can hurt your body by too much exercise. You can hurt your body by depriving it of food. You're constantly putting your body through a fight with the actions that you take every single day. You're in a fight, right? I want you to imagine this with Mike Tyson. The, the good Mike Tyson, like before the face tattoos and he went a little bit crazy and got hit, knocked down too many times. Like the Mike Tyson, you're like, I don't, I really, I'd, I'd rather not. You wouldn't hop in a ring with him right now, right? Unless you are really training in boxing and you've been doing this, you might feel confident, but I'm going to say the majority of us ladies would not want to hop in a ring with Mike Tyson. Agreed? <laughs> like not looking to fight. It's good. I don't even want to watch it. Yet <clears throat> we do and treat our bodies that way. We put it in a fight with Mike Tyson every single day. Your body's not ready to break down all these things that you're feeding it. You shove them in anyway, like deal with it. It's fine. I'm stressed. So, um, I'm going to just go about this. I'm stressed. I have a headache. So I, you know, I'm just going to pump through more medicine and forget about the fact that I didn't drink any water today. Whether you know it or not, you're making your body fight against an opponent. It's not equipped to fight through. It is set up to fail and it might not fail instantly, right? Like it might not get out, knocked out right away. Your colon, your pancreas, and your liver, and your kidneys, they don't just give out one day because you started drinking alcohol or eating too many trans fats. It takes a lot of continual beat up to get to that point. And if you look at some livers of people that um, struggled with alcoholism, you go, are like, oh my gosh. And you look at the lungs of people who have smoked their entire lives. 
oh my gosh, it didn't get that way from one thing. It got that way from foundational changes that just kept happening and then became normal. And then your lungs had to go into the fight of their life and you set it up to fail. And you set your liver and your kidney up to fail. And it's not just with alcohol. It's with all of the foods that you choose to process through your body. Your intestines aren't meant to process through all this processed food. It just is fighting constantly and getting knocked out. And the other thing, if we were to go in a rink with Mike, right? Bear with me here, we're hypothetical. Went into the rink with Mike, got knocked out. We'd be like, we're not gonna do that <laughs> again. Like checked it off the bucket list, one and done, we're all set. Or we go, uh, oddly enough, I loved that. And I need to train for the next five years to get into a match again. Right, like I'm training again to get back to this. We would go through a period of rest and recuperation for our body, right? It makes sense. If you just got beat up or in a serious car accident, you're not like, all right, let's do what we were doing. But we do that with our food and our exercise every single day. We're like, oh, you just got knocked out. You, I just ate a bunch of crap. <laughs> now I'm gonna starve you just to make up for what I did to you yesterday. I'm gonna left hook you, knock you out with the too much food. Then I'm gonna uppercut you today with the lack of food. And I'm just gonna keep knocking you down and just assume you're gonna get back up because you always do. I'm just going to do really intense exercise and like jab, right? Jab you until you're dead. And then instead of giving you some rest, I'm going to go run a marathon and I'm going to right hook you right back. Your body needs that rest. And we just continually beat it up. Like it's always going to be here. Stop doing that. Just because you overate yesterday doesn't mean that you don't need to eat today. You need more energy. Food and calories are just energy. Stop counting them. Oh, a fitness woman told me to stop counting calories. Yeah, stop and just start listening to your body. Start remembering what hunger actually feels like because I bet you're just eating out of boredom. I bet you don't even know what hunger feels like sometimes, like real hunger. Like, oh, I'm hungry. Not this, I'm sitting in front of the TV. This is normally where I snack on popcorn hungry, like real hungry, that brain stomach connection. Listen to your body and listen to the spirit. Start getting back into the word and going, is something calling me to comfort? If it's calling me to comfort, is that the spirit pushing me forward and growing me? Or is that comfort actually the enemy holding me back? Your spirit and your mind are constantly trying to communicate. And I want to get through that it's foundational. If we're not listening to when we're hungry and when we're full, we're going to overeat and underfeed and we're never going to know how to do it. Forget about calories. And oh, it says I should need 1600. Jenny's one of um, my clients who has graduated. Jenny, if you're still on here, you can let them know if I'm lying. She'll come to me and be like, I haven't met my calories, but I'm not hungry. Good. Don't eat. I went over my calories, but I was hungry. Awesome. Good. You're listening to your body. You've said, 
I'm hungry. I'm going to eat more. You said I was full. I'm not just going to go reach for this number just to reach for it. The spirit's doing the same thing with you. It's prompting you to do things. You've been ignoring it so long. You've been pushing it back so long. It's been calling you to move forward, but you're so happy back here that you don't hear it. You're like, I'm not moving forward. Intermittent fasting, Rebecca said, there are some people I recommend it for. I teach about it. I like you to be knowledgeable about it. Um, it can be helpful. However, um, in my eyes, it's intermittent starvation. So that's just me. You can do it. it, puts your body in ketosis, but now you're ignoring your hunger and your full cues just to get to a time of day to eat and not eat anymore defeats the purpose. I'd say once you're in the zone of, I need to cut and trim and tone and lean out. And I've been good listening to this first with my foundation. Now I can add an intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is in week 14 of my program. So it's not something that we're like, we're just going to start this and hop in and forget the basics. You're going to have the basics first. Yes. Lindsay says it's a commandment and it is a commandment to rest. But this society doesn't glorify rest, does it? It's like, oh, you did that? What's next? Oh, you did that? What's next? Oh, you ate breakfast? What's lunch? Oh, you had snack? What's, what's dinner? Oh, you had dinner? What's dessert? You had dessert? What's breakfast tomorrow? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? You finished this live, Heather? I, I struggle with the same things. At a live at nine, my day started 6 a.m. workout then go to physical therapy, then get right back here, do a live in my 28 day group, come here, do this live client calls all day. I could very easily go, all right, I got to get off of this so that I can go to that. I got to get off of this so I can go to that and, and, and do this and do that. And you need the rest in between. Like if I didn't have scheduled rest, sometimes you have to schedule your rest. You have to schedule it. Because just like water, I'm not used to drinking it. Maybe in the beginning, you're not used to smoothies or staying hydrated. I tell everyone, set an alarm. You have to have a, a, an alarm, a reminder to do this. You can do the same thing with your rest. I have rest scheduled into my day. So that I've got 30 minutes between each call. So I can debrief. So I can breathe for a second. So I'm not strung out. I have to schedule it in because I love schedules. If it's on there, I'm going to do it. Well, it says to rest. Well, going to rest. Going to take the day off. I don't work weekends. If we've started messaging each other on a Friday and five o'clock comes, guess what? That's my cutoff time. Like that's my boundary. I'm not going to work on the weekends and commit. I need to recharge myself so that I can pour back out and pour into you, right? I cannot pour from an empty, empty cup. No different than you as a mom, no different than you as an employee, no different the, um, than you as a spouse, none. If you are not filling your cup and you're constantly pouring out, you're beating your body up, you're teaching your kids it's okay to just be hustle, bustle, go, 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 never rest, and you're continuing this sin of not resting. The problem is 
right? The society glorifies everything else. And as moms, because we're loving and caring, I don't know that there's anyone I haven't said this to if, if we've talked. We're not choosing to intentionally hurt ourselves, right? If I came to you and I was like, you're beating yourself up, you got to stop. Like, I know, I know I am. Most of us know we are. We know what we need to do. We just need to do it. We know we're beating ourselves up. We don't know how to get out of this cycle. We're in this cycle of complete selflessness, right? Because you put all these other things before you, families, kids, works, jobs, kids' schedules, chores, housework, pets, friends, food planning, everything else goes above you because you are in this selflessness circle of death right? You can be very selfish and still, you know, not be moving forward. You can be too selfless as well. Like, no, everybody else, everybody else first, everybody else first, everybody, everything, everybody else first. You need my jacket here. You're only wearing so many layers of clothing to give out. There's no difference with your spirit. There's no difference with your time. There's no difference with your patience. There's no difference with anything else. You only have so many layers on until you have to put clothes back on yourself to give back out to others. I can want to help all I want at my nonprofits and I do, and I pour out. And if you haven't been here to see me through one of the seasons that I do this, which is all my time from about May until August, all my time, all my energy is going into building nonprofits for my church, figuring out who needs what, what needs what, what kids need what, what organizations need what, where are we helping, what are we doing? If I didn't take from August to April to rest and I just kept at that pace, what good am I going to be to God's kingdom work during that time? I'd have no clothes left. I couldn't give anything out, I'd be exhausted. Have the dark circles. I'd be trying to like Botox my way back to looking normal. Although sometimes I look on here and I'm like, 40. Yikes. <laughs> you care so much about others that you stop caring about yourself and you will run into a point with your organs, with your mind, with your spirit, with your time, that you will run out of hypothetical clothes to give to people and you will crash and burn. There's a reason you're tired at 2.30 and it's not because of the food you're eating. It's because of the lack of rest that you've given yourself for the years prior. Yeah, go ahead, throw an energy drink in, put a Band-Aid on it. It'll be fine for a day, but that's not the root cause. You don't need more caffeine. You're anxious because you have too much caffeine. You don't need more alcohol at night. You need to actually rest. You don't need a glass of wine at night. You don't every night. You don't need coffee every morning. You need to learn what your foundational baseline is so that you know how high you can go and how low until you go, I gotta get back up, I gotta rest. I just want us, want us to think about that for a minute, the hypothetical close, because it starts small. We start by giving out a suck, right? I'm gonna help them over here and help someone else over here. Oh, the kids need this. Yes, the kids are always going to need things. Your husband 
is always going to need things. <laughs> the church, everyone's always going to want more from you because you keep saying yes. You need to know where your best yes is. And it starts small. It starts small with our health too. Like our lips and tongue are dry. It's our body telling us that we're thirsty. Well, yeah. We don't need any drink. I don't have time to drink. Type, 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 type. Work, 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 work. Move, 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 move. And now you're dehydrated. And now you're tired. Do you see where I'm going with this? Like our stomach hurts. Ugh, I feel weird. Uh, I'm going to have some KFC and some Bojangles and some Chick-fil-A and some McDonald's for dinner. And hopefully it'll sort itself out. Mm, no. Like that food's not going to help your sore stomach. <laughs> at all. Oh, my joints hurt. My joints are starting to hurt. My back is starting to hurt, but Netflix sounds good. I know I should probably move my body, but Netflix sounds good. And it just stacks. And now you have this foundation of ash and crushed snow and ice, this dangerous situation that can break and crumble at any point then your problems go bigger, right? Then you start thinking different things. I don't need to do, I've never done that. You did do that at one point. You were just remembering wrong, saying you've never done it. And now you're never going to do it. Oh, I only remember that one diet I tried that one time. Oof, it was horrible. Diets aren't meant for me. And you start telling yourselves these lies. And now it gets up here, started here. Then the stress of the two combines, the stress of you attacking your body through your foods and your lack of hydration and what you're fueling with, with the lack of your spirit talking to you, you're listening to the enemy and all these lies that are coming into your head and you're now believing them as truths about who you are. You're forgetting every single thing that the Lord spoke over you when he made you well before you were in the womb, that you are perfect, beautiful, called image of God. And now you're like, yeah. It's not me. That's them. It's not me. That's her. I'm not blessed. She has the blessings. My husband always lose the weight. Stop comparing yourself to others. You're meant to be different. Accept it and work with it. You're not always going to be a size four. You're not supposed to. You're not always going to be smooth skin. Wrinkles are normal. You're supposed to age. But you need to do it in a way that makes sense because there's a way to age real quick. And it's by what you're doing right now that's going to make your 60s really difficult or much easier, right? Because then, then these little habits get, get more and more. We, we ignored our dry lips, that we were thirsty. We ignored the stomach pains and fed it fast food. We you know ignored that our joints hurts. So we just wanted to be lazy and just relax. And we just needed that glass of wine and we just need coffee to get through. And we just come to God, just complaining and complaining instead of like, what can I do, God? Where do you want me to go next? We want him to constantly be moving. Like, oh, your turn, God. I want you to snap <laughs> with a snap. You can change with one word. You can just change me. And he says, just move, like just change. One thing I've been telling you to change. Then we go to the doctors and our A1C is up and we're like, ooh, doctor's telling me to eat better. I don't even know what that means anymore. Oh, I got high blood pressure. Well, I guess it was coming because my mom had it. I, um, my body is, is riddled with stress and anxiety. 
I have severe joint pains. I need a knee replacement because I didn't, I haven't moved. Guess what happens though when you need those joint replacements? Because, hello, they force you to move very painfully. So I'm going to say it's less painful for you to move now when you don't really feel like it than it is for someone to force your knee to bend when it is like, heck no. It's much easier for you to take those difficult steps now so that the difficult ones later get easier and easier, right? The last thing I'm going to say about this foundational change that you need to make is life goes on after you die. It doesn't stop no matter how much you make yourself the center. And that's really what continually giving your clothes out to people in best selflessness center does. Everyone needs me at the root of it. I've got you, 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 I've got you. I don't need anything. I don't need help, I'm fine, I'm doing great. Guess what happens? The world continues without you, but a little bit more broken because you never gave anyone else the wings to do what they needed to do. And it goes on. And what you did during this life was just self-destruct. That's, that's what happened. Are we just gonna self-destruct? Or are we gonna make some challenging, uncomfortable changes now so that things, when they get a little bit more uncomfortable as we get older, or a little less uncomfortable, right? Take some time off. When we pass, our house will be there. The job is still gonna be there. They're gonna fill it before the funeral. Your job will be there. Someone else is gonna be doing it. The chores will get done. The dinners will get made. It's not about that. It's about so much more than that. Stop stripping yourself of every single thing to be busy, to ignore the root causes, to just put things more important than your health. You were given a gift, right? If we gave our kids a gift and I've done it, I'm like, Paxson got a switch for Christmas. It was a big gift for us. Like, that's a big thing. We're not over here making millions of dollars. Like, it was a big gift for him. And if he started throwing it out a wall or stepping on it or dropping it or not treating it with care, what would you do if you've given your kid an expensive gift, something that you put a lot of thought and heart into? Think about this. What would you do if they just started destroying it? or never used it, or any of those things. A gift you put time and effort into, a gift you sacrificed to give someone, if they treated it like crap, what would you think? You would tell them to stop. I sacrificed for this. I sacrificed to give you this. I'm not just gonna give you another one. You don't just get another one. You know, it's like your teeth. Once your set's gone, they're gone. Like once your switch is broken, I'm not buying you another one. It's, it's not happening. You smashed something, a TV out of anger and this happened. I'm not replacing that. You got one. I want you to think about one of those gifts that you put time and effort and sacrifice into getting for someone. And what would happen to you 
if they disrespected it and hurt it and didn't use it, broke it and, and damaged it and fought it. And now I want you to think about your body and the sacrifice Jesus died on the cross for to let you have it. And the foods you eat and the way you exercise, the way you talk to yourself, the way you treat others, the way you treat yourself, it's no different than our kids beating up that expensive gift. We're, we're more expensive than that. We were bought with a price, ladies, and we beat ourselves up every single day. And we just call it normal. Just think it is what it is. We just go, 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 go till we break down. We smash it. We trash it. We talk to it like crap. We don't treat it right. And then we go, what? How am I this sick? How did this happen? How am I so tired? You only get one, ladies. As much as I hate the saying YOLO, you only get one. We don't get a redo, right? We go to heaven, but this time on earth, we're not, we're not getting a redo. We're not getting a do-over. We're not going back in time and, and doing all these things. Start now. Start today. Because you said you were going to start today? Last year, five years ago, 10 years ago, and it didn't happen. It could be with a career. It could be with a, a new job. It could be whatever. Starting your health journey, eating healthier. Just start and go, I'm going to make one small change. Because I'm expensive. I, I was sacrificed for. My rest matters. I'm going to stop beating myself up and throwing myself against the wall and stepping on myself and fueling myself with all of these things that hurt me and bring me down and damage me because I was bought with a price. You're an expensive, priceless, sacrificed for gift from God. Stop treating yourself like a used car. I say it all the time. Stop. Seems so easy, right? Stop. Just stop. The reason I made the Methodized Mom program was to walk you through these steps of stopping hurting yourself. I worked in a gym for 20 years and I just heard and saw and witnessed trainers and supplement companies and gyms just go out for the money and not care about what's really happening to you. I am sick of that. And I want to see God in it. I'm not working out to be on my bikini bathing suit, Instagram photo. I'm eating healthy because I was bought with a price. I'm expensive. I'm worthy. Jesus died for my sins. The least I can do was go eat some kale every once in a while to be like, yes, I knew. The least I can do is stop beating myself up and following the lies and actually be quiet in his word and shut out the noise. Learn to shut the door of some doors that needed to be shut in your lives years ago, but we keep like cracking it open. Like, is it still there? Oh, it's still not. Shut it. Leave it. Start 
move. It doesn't have to be all planned out. doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be a start. And if you need help saying, well, how do I do this? Where do I even start? I want to do this. That's what my program is about. If you want to learn more about the Methodized Mom program, if you need a little bit of that guidance, right? That's what the Lord gives us. He gives us these boundaries to stay safe. And then says, all right, you've learned it. Fly on your own. That's what I want you to do. I want you to learn your boundaries of health and go, all right, go on your own. Jenny's going on her own, <coughs> right? But I don't want you to do it alone either. You don't need to do it on your own. I've got it. Another piece of clothing. I'll start it. Another piece of clothing. You can have someone else put a piece of clothing on you too. You can have someone else partner together with you too. It's going to be okay to get some help. So if you are someone who's like, yes, I'm going to need a little guidance here, just comment below methodized. Uh, we can start a conversation. We can talk about that. If this live was great for you and it was helpful to you, invite your friends. Maybe you're not going to, you know, go into the program or anything like that, but you want to help spread the word. You can help. You can be a subscriber on Spotify or Anchor and help spread this word to other women around the word that just need some real life encouragement and uplifting, right? They just need to hear something that's not the world anymore. You can help that way too. Thank you ladies for listening in. Tiffany, I'll make sure that I am reaching out to you. Jenny, the same thing. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to continue our foundational uh, February chats. We're always here recording our podcast live every morning, 10 a.m. in the Methodized Mom or in the Fit and Faithful Moms group. Ladies, have an awesome rest of your week. You are worthy. Don't forget it. It doesn't have to be a big plan. It can be one meal, one change, one step. You will fall down and it's okay. I'll talk to you next week, ladies. Have a great day.